0: Hey, fed Heads! welcome back to Cigar Chat. Uh, this is a Cigar Chat roundtable, new, kind of news of the week edition. Um, me and Jace are going to talk about some of the happenings over the week. Um, and of course, as always, we're broadcast around the world on the Armed Forces Radio Network, live on Facebook, uh, and of course available as a podcast or on the old YouTubes. So grab a cigar, have a seat, grab a drink. Uh, we'll be right back to talk about that. So I'm just going to... Hey, guys. Uh, so... Tripp and Jason here. Jason, how are you doing tonight?
1: Doing great. It's finally officially springtime. I'm outside in a t-shirt for the first time in a while.
0: Yeah, it's like it's basically it basically feels like summer here this week. I mean, it's going yeah. back to the 50s tomorrow, um, so it's going to be chilly and rainy again for a week. Um, but it feels like we're finally past that. So for people who aren't familiar with the Pacific Northwest, where we happen to live um spring is weird because you end up with like a week that it's really nice and then a week that it's just garbage rainy and cold uh, and we just had a really nice week like uh, i'm i'm sweating and it was about 85 today yeah or so um and then tomorrow it's gonna be back to 55 for almost a week but then it's going back to the 70s um, so i think we're finally getting into steady 70s soon which is good uh what's up gerard He's a, he just says well what's up brothers So we've got some uh, some topics that we're going to talk about for the news of the week Jason's got the agenda. Jason, what are we talking about first?
1: Well so I figure we will open up with um, let's talk a little bit about what's been going on down in Nicaragua. Um, there was a situation down there where there was quite a bit of protest going on over what I understand it to be is that the government changed things related to the Nicaraguan version of social security. Um, the- so
0: basically uh, the basic explanation of that is it's not a, a huge difference, but it is over the course of your life. So it's kind of like it's, it works the way social security does here. Um, you pay out every paycheck uh, into the government and then they give you back that money later. Uh, I'm not sure whether they take some of that money or whether you get back more than you put in or what. Nicaragua. Um, But basically, they increased the amount that you have to put in on an annual basis by two and a half percent or 2.9 percent. And then they decreased the amount that you end up getting back later by almost 5 percent. So basically, uh, even though you're putting more money in, you're getting even less back than you would have in the first place. And over the course of a lifetime, that makes a big difference. Um, so the, the, there were college students that were protesting. That's where, that's kind of where the protesting started. Um, and it wasn't driven purely by the changes to social security. It was, uh, you know, th- there were some other changes that the government has made recently that I'm, I'm not familiar with all the details of, but it w- it wasn't just because of the changes to social security. That was kind of what sparked what's going on.
1: Yeah. So it sounds like there, it started out as very normal, peaceful protests, and then, like, often happens everywhere in the world, is you get sort of an element that sees that going on, and then shows up and causes problems.
0: So, the the reports that I've heard about that is that uh, Sandinistas, which, if you're not familiar with the political climate in Nicaragua, they're basically um, they basically side with the government. Um, they kind of uh, they're mostly responsible for the regime change that happened in the '90s, um, and they're typically known as a fairly violent group um a a group of sandinistas went to some of the protesters and attacked them um while they were kind of having you know it was kind of the standard protest thing where they had police around and stuff and the police basically didn't do anything and that's what started like violence from the protesters side
1: yeah and then it sounds like for a few days the situation kind of devolved but then um within the last day or so it it sounds like things have sort of kind of stopped and like returned to normal and and there's been kind of a a sense of unity to where people are maybe still protesting a little bit but it's not it's not it's returned to
0: peaceful protests yeah um and now a lot of the there's a lot of i've seen a lot of videos and a lot of pictures of like uh there was a walk for peace on sunday i think because uh a, a few protesters were killed by police during the rioting um and man, it's just a sad situation to see.
1: It is. It's um it's one of those things where where you live in America and suddenly you realize some of the privileges that we have here of the ability to go protest something. And mm-hmm. the the police, you know, as long as you're not breaking the law will generally ensure your safety and work to to keep things sane. And even when people get pretty out of control here, I mean the police even resort to like non lethal force as a very last resort, so
0: yeah. And I, I believe, as far as I've heard, most of the police in Nicaragua are using non lethal means to your like Skip Skip Martin, uh, was very good about posting what was going on in Esteli for people who were following along. Um, and I know that there were like rubber bullets and tear gas and stuff like that,
1: yeah. But it's good to hear that you know, that situation seems to be kind of resolving itself now and life is returning to normal.
0: Yeah, the the president has officially announced that he's open to uh, talks and I believe they've started the talks about um, what kind of reforms they can make to, you know, for the better. Um, And I just hope all that goes well and and everybody in Nicaragua stays safe and, um, you know, that there is... that the government does right by the people.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I I thought it was... um, it was impressive to see a lot of the smaller cigar factories were kind of posting on social media during the height of this, that all of their employees still came to work and did a normal day. And and at least within that environment, things were very normal. So,
0: yeah, it seems like, um, from what I've heard, things are mostly back to normal for people, for people of Esteli, at least. Um, I don't know anybody in Managua, so I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure what the situation is there, but, from what i've heard things are going fairly well uh, and things are kind of back to normal for for everyday people
1: yeah which is good i hope that they um continue to have normal stuff and just kind of get back to everyday life and and hopefully the the government listens to the people and <clears throat> they're able to come to something that works for everybody
0: yeah it, w- it would it would be hard for me i mean not only would it really impact the cigar uh the cigar ethos like, the entire economy of cigars if there was, like, I don't know, another war or something like that, like, if things went way too far. Um, But it would just make me sad, because I love Nicaragua. I've been there a few times, and um, hopefully I'll be back again soon. But, you know, it it would just make me sad to see that go on in a country that I care about. Yeah, definitely. What's up, Evan? Evan's watching. Thanks for watching, brother.
1: When I hear stuff like that, sometimes your first reaction is like, oh, you know, maybe now, if you had a trip to Nicaragua planned, you might think twice about it. But I I find that most of the time, unless things are really going off the rails, like you're fine to travel.
0: I I think unless you went there last, like late last week or early this week or over the weekend, um, unless you were like flying in this past Friday, I don't see any reason to avoid Nicaragua.
1: Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that the um, U.S. Department of State Um, is it's back to normal status. Now they, they were evacuating some like family members of embassy staff and stuff, but sounds like everything's just returned to normal now.
0: Yeah. All right. What else we got to talk about? All
1: right. So, um, something kind of interesting, um, lots of us are fans of, uh, Casa Fernandez cigars and Casa Fernandez has officially changed its name to Aganorsa Leaf.
0: I think this is a really good move by them because um, I I you can't say, I can't say everyone definitely not everybody knows the name Aganorsa. Um, most hardcore cigar smokers are familiar with Agonorsa. They know that when you're smoking something from Illusion, when you're smoking uh, a lot of Nick's cigars, which actually I'm about done with my Bishop's blend here, so my next cigar is one of Nick's. Um, that they use a lot of Aganorsa tobacco, um, and that's kind of Aganorsa tobacco for people who aren't familiar because they're. I feel like this piece of history has, has been kind of swept under the rug by a lot of people. But Don Pepin used to be basically the, um, the factory that Aganorsa used for all of their tobacco. Um, and that's kind of where Don Pepin came from. And then my father started and they kind of cut ties. And a lot of people who are familiar with with Aganorsa aren't necessarily familiar with the Casper Fernandez brand. Because there's, a, there's always been kind of a disconnect there where you don't necessarily realize that if you buy something that's made by Casa Fernandez that it's all Aganorsa tobacco, um, except maybe the wrapper. And now they're gonna have that prominently on their boxes and stuff. They're not gonna change most of their brand names, but now it's not going to be Casa Fernandez cigars by Casa Fernandez. It's gonna be Casa Fernandez cigars from Aganorsa Leaf.
1: Yeah, and it, I, I think it'll just make more sense to consumers because you have Aganorsa Leaf as like a parent company casa fernandez is a type of cigars jfr yeah, is a it's
0: brand like a cigar. of cigars under yeah. their umbrella
1: a little bit easier to track
0: yeah i think it's just gonna make it easier for everybody um and i think it, it there'll be less confusion in the market about about what agonorsa and casa fernandez mean to each other
1: yeah and it's a good tie-in because um the the agonorsa leaf they they partner with people like warp to make like the guardian of the farm and stuff and oh yeah I,
0: I didn't even mention warp most warps are all agonorsa tobacco too yeah Horse, uh, um I've, I've heard from some people that they aren't a fan of it, but for me, it's just got a little bit of magic in there. I don't know what it is, but something about it is just special compared to everything else.
1: I think it's great, especially one one of the things that um, I'll, I'll hear from a lot of people is that they don't like Nicaraguan cigars because of the strength and they mm-hmm. don't like that dirty earthy thing. So my first recommendation is, is try something with Aganorsa because you can get a medium agonorsa cigar that has tons of flavor and hits you with that kind of citrus and honey sweetness. And it really works well.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's, I think it's absolutely a great move for them and I think it's gonna, I'm re, I'm excited to see their booth this year with, with a bunch of agonorsa signs. I think it's going to be cool.
1: Yeah. That their, their new logo is cool looking and their new website's awesome. I was yeah. looking at that. Today. <clears throat>
0: All right. What do we, what do we got next? Before we'll talk about the topic before we get into our break and then we'll we'll take our quick break here
1: All right, so I think next um, we're gonna go over some new releases that were announced
0: All right, so we're gonna talk about the new releases in a minute But I'm gonna take the break a little early so that we don't have to do it in the middle of talking about that Um, This segment is brought to you by the cigar Federation store Um, They release a couple of ex. well cigar Federation tobaccos releases a couple of exclusives every week Um, Keep an eye out for those. If you sign up for the email list, you can get information uh, from CigarFederationTobaccos.com. Cigar Federation is, if you're not familiar with the store, they kind of focus on smaller brands, on boutique cigars, um, and they get a lot of the brand new stuff. Like I just ordered my, uh, I'm smoking my very last 2017 Bishop Blend here, and uh, Bishop's Blend from Black Label Trading Company. And I just on... Friday I pre-ordered my box of uh, 2018, so I'm looking forward to those. They should have those. I think they're supposed to land like early next week or something, and they'll, then they'll be shipping out from there.
1: Yeah, sounds like they spent some time in customs for whatever reason.
0: Yeah, that happens these days. All right, so what other new releases do we have to talk about?
1: All right, so it's not really a new release, but it has officially been announced that the um, Neanderthal HOXD is becoming the next regular production Neanderthal.
0: Oh, nice. I I have a box of those that I just got, but before they were... um, It was kind of like... I I like that Romacraft is kind of moving in the direction of more regular releases, because for a long time they've had some sporadic releases, Yeah, and they're still going to keep them sporadic, but they're actually officially regular production now. Um, Like with the the Black Irish is the one that's hot right now, because they just released more of them. Um, But initially there was basically one run And then if you could find one, you were real lucky. Uh, But now it's going to be one of those things that comes out every few, every few months, like maybe once or twice a year. Um, You're going to see those popping up on shelves, which is good.
1: Yeah, it's cool. And it seems like because I think that size originally came out as part of a sampler pack.
0: Yeah. The Petit Coronas sampler pack uh, that had all all five of the blends in Petit Coronas. Man, I love that cigar. It's I almost it's actually smoked that for the show tonight, but I figured it wasn't <laughs> long enough.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, another cigar that is coming back is uh, Camacho is bringing back the. Um, oh, I probably in a minute. The Coyolar.
0: I think you're saying that right. Unless yeah. I've always been saying it wrong, you're saying it right.
1: <laughs> so it's it it's gonna come back and with kind of the new Camacho packaging. Um, I, I I remember smoking that a long time ago.
0: Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a long time since those were available, as far as I can remember. I don't. I probably haven't smoked one since 2010 or so. I don't know when. Yeah. When they were originally around, I don't know what their lifespan was. Let's see.
1: And then it looks like uh, 1502 Cigars is releasing a uh, uh, line that is only going to be sold at the Casa de Monte Cristo and Sirius Cigar locations.
0: Yeah, I think I actually read that's a uh, an exclusive. On the Sirius Cigars website. Okay. Which is uh, interesting. But it's not going to be in any retail locations. And speaking of 1502, we're actually going to have Enrique on the show next week. Um, for anybody who, who tried to watch that day a couple weeks ago, he was supposed to be on the show, but we had some technical problems. And, and decided to call it off since I was on the road without my normal production gear. Is that it for the new releases?
1: That is... Yeah, there's the, right now is kind of the period of time where they're starting to randomly announce the TAA stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's something, I'll just say, as as a consumer who's in, in the cigars, I really wish that they would just at some point put out one press release and say, here are all the TAA cigars.
0: That that's, I, I commented, so uh, Will Cooper, Cigar Coop, uh, posted on Facebook a couple weeks ago that he, basically the same thing, that it's weird how... Nobody really, there's no rhyme or reason to it. Sometimes they announce all within a week. Sometimes uh, one of the brands will just announce theirs and everybody else is like, well, I guess I got to announce mine now. Um, and my comment on that was that they need to put out one press release, um, preferably during the TAA week when they're yeah. in Mexico at their meeting um, and just announce everything all at once because it makes it confusing. And I personally end up missing releases. Like I remember uh, a couple years ago, Asylum had the... Uh, the Asylum Thirteen Nocturne was it called the the Mexican San Andreas? One. Oh yeah,
1: that was really um, good. It was
0: a really good cigar. I had no idea it came out until it hit shelves. Until people started saying that's a really good cigar. That that uh, Asylum TAA is great. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize they made one because it comes out in a series of press releases at different times, um, and it's easy to miss uh, what is coming out unless unless you know, somebody from the media like us compiles into one article about it.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> and then in other, just kind of like two releases that, that there's not a ton of information about, but, um, room one Oh one and lost and found are collaborating on a cigar that's coming out called the Superstroke. I'm interested
0: that- to see that. Um, the, the, fa- the, the thought of a collaboration for a lost and found release is very strange to me. Um, yeah, I I don't quite understand why there were what the, what the collaboration would even be like there. Like, did he pick the cigars? They, I wish that they would have released some of that in the press release about it. Um, because I, I don't understand what Matt's involvement with that is. Um, it could be the packaging. Maybe he designed the packaging, but you know, I, I don't understand how a collaboration for something like that works where there's no, you're not blending anything. You're just finding cigars in a factory and releasing them um perhaps he found them and he's the one that went to caldwell and said we need to release these but you know i i wish that we had a story behind it
1: yeah the um the guy on on the packaging it, it's kind of an ode to uh, popeye a little bit um and it, it looks a bit like matt booth in the face
0: everybody looks a bit like matt booth
1: <laughs> and then the um the other one that kind of blew up the internet for a day there was uh Roma craft is coming out with these, uh, cigars. They're calling weaselitos.
0: Oh yeah. Um, I'm, I'm like really looking forward to They're
1: little cigars. It sounds cool. And it sounds like they're going to do it for pretty much all of the lines. The only big question there is because of the FDA, I don't know if they'll be able to release those in the U S
0: so yeah. I'm not sure about that. that. Um, like Skip went and made the announcement about it and stuff, but I don't know if they're going to be allowed to release those in the U.S. or it's going to be another one that he ships to Germany and everybody has to buy them from Germany. Mm-hmm. Gerard Shelley says he's been hearing a lot about 1502 and wants to know if they're a decent brand. I really like them. Um, yeah. Tune in next week to learn more about them, and we'll be we'll be talking to Enrique. We'll be smoking some 1502 cigars. Um, I think they they do some really interesting things. They their first couple lines, the um, the Emerald, the ruby, and the black i think it's called it might be called mm. onyx or something i think it's just called black um i don't know the blends off the top of my head but i know you've got kind of a, a breakfast lunch and dinner cigar so you've got kind of a milder cigar um you've got one with a little bit of bite and then you've got like the real dark san andreas cigar um yeah. and then more recently his releases have been focused on the xo series which is extra old um and all of those have used like really old tobaccos i think i think one of the leaves is 18 years old and i think the wrapper is like 12 years old it's yep. uh there's some really well-aged tobaccos in that cigar and i think it's a very good cigar uh for what it is though it is you know 20 dollars.
1: yeah it's good I, I recommend if you see like a sampler or something of the 1502 stuff pick it up um they're none of them are bad like and i, I think yeah, you'll definitely that's find two one. or three that you gravitate towards i, I really like the ruby um that that's just a great cigar any time of the day
0: i'm checking right now i think our our uh our sponsor the cigar federation store i know they've got a bunch of 1502 samplers there um and yeah so they they mark them down for the show um they are 29.95 for a five pack and you get a 1502 nicaragua a a emerald a ruby a black and uh the sapphire which is the blue um i think that sapphire that one's my favorite
1: yeah that one's good
0: yeah if you if you haven't had them check them out they this the store is still running that deal because of the the show that fell through um but if if you're interested in trying them i mean 30 bucks is is nothing for five cigars that's a, that's a pretty smoking deal on those all right what else we got jason
1: all right so um there's not a ton more going on in the news it seems like there's there's a lot of people movement in the cigar industry, but there's always a lot of people movement in the cigar industry. It's like
0: yeah. Uh, so the the most recent one that just just was announced this morning is uh, General Cigar has got a new VP of marketing. Um for me, I mean pers- personally speaking, for me, uh, General Cigar is my favorite of the big companies. I think of like the massive conglomerate companies. Um them and Drew Estate are the ones that put out the best cigars. Um and the thing with General is that they they put out cigars over a ridiculously wide range of prices and palettes, like mm-hmm. completely different flavor profiles all over the place. I'm excited to see what he does because uh, Victoria, uh, who's the d- director of uh, PR at General Cigar, she's kind of the the person that we interact with as media. Um, she speaks very highly of him. So I'm, I'm excited to meet him at the IPCPR this year.
1: Yeah, and I, I agree. I think that of... Of the of the major companies, one one of the things that I I like about General Cigars is they tend to let their brand managers run with the brand yeah. a little bit, and and you get some really interesting blends that come out of that. It's like they're still making stuff that they have to crank out by the hundreds of thousands. But then they'll also make smaller runs of stuff. They they'll partner with people like AJ Fernandez to make yeah. some interesting stuff. So
0: they're it's they're not- that's the thing I really like about General is that they're all over the place. They don't focus on any one thing, um, but they don't do anything badly. They they have the right people in the right places.
1: Mm-hmm. When you're a giant company like that and have such great infrastructure, why not? And then it looks like. Um, Gurkha signed with, uh, tech international for Canada distribution. Tech. Um,
0: if you're not, not familiar with Kray they own the Ventura brand. Okay. Um, not, uh, and that's, so this is a thing that I was confused by. Like a lot of people have been historically confused by, uh, Cast Fernandez and AJ Fernandez. Um, Ventura cigar is not the same as, uh, w- William Ventura, who is the factory that makes all the Caldwell cigars and stuff. Ventura makes, um, what do they make? We were just talking about it today.
1: They make um they they make a ton of cigars that's a number slash a number.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. They do that series. I, I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head. They do the... Uh, what was the one that Surgeon smoked today? The Axis Mundi? Yes. Um, they make whatever that line is called. I'm like blanking on it right now.
1: The Archetype.
0: Archetype, yes. Archetype is one of their big brands. Um, and then they're another company that's got kind of wide range of price levels. But I... I'm interested to see how this this thing with them distributing Gurkha is um, because this is a little bit of a hot take, but a lot of people hate on Gurkha. And that's because a lot of what Gurkha sells is sold through catalogs. And it makes me curious whether they're going to be exporting all of, or whether Canada is going to be importing a lot of that catalog stuff and Cretex is going to be selling that or whether they're going to be only importing the B&M exclusive stuff. Uh, which is, for me, the, the like that's where Gurkha's at. Um, if yeah. you're going to be smoking a Gurkha, smoke the B&M exclusive stuff. Um, I'm interested to see which way they go with that.
1: Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how that plays on the Canadian market because, I mean, pricing is such a challenge in Canada with the taxes yeah, that it, it seems like companies that go in there have to have a strategy for how to – come in at a cost that doesn't end up at $60 a cigar after taxes.
0: Yeah. I, I doubt they're going to be importing any, uh, Maharajas or his majesty's reserve. Um, cause those will be like six <laughs> between six and, or no, I guess between five and 10,000 per yeah. cigar, um, with Canadian taxes. Uh, and that I, I, I just don't see people in Canada buying that for some reason. No, but definitely. at the same time, you know, you sell one cigar, And that might pay your store's rent for the month.
1: Mm -hmm. All right. So that was, that was most of the news stories that I I kind of found. that seemed like they were interesting to talk about a little bit. I was thinking that um, maybe we could spend a few minutes talking about since it is springtime and we're going into summer, just kind of um, like spring and summertime cigars sort of coming out of that winter hibernation mode and, and what, what cigars are you reaching for in the summertime that you were kind of sitting on through the, winter?
0: Ooh, um, for me, like, um, you know, I end up like if I go into a store and they have like just a brand off the top of my Liga Provada, they have Liga Privada and they only have the Corona Doble. I might buy one. Um, but I end up like accruing a bunch of Churchill's and Corona Doble's and stuff like that because I, do, it's hard to smoke that kind of stuff when it's cold. Mm-hmm. Um, even if I'm going to be out, even, even if I am going to go outside for a couple hours and smoke in the cold, for some reason I always end up smoking like two Petit Coronas or something like that, or two Coronas or Robustos, um, uh, cause I just don't reach for those big cigars in the winter time. Um, so for me, it's like anything that I have that's like bigger than a Toro or even a lot of Toros. Um, I just don't reach for them in the winter. I'm trying to think of some specific cigars that I've been I've been looking forward to smoking.
1: I always like to break out um, Illusion, like the ECCJ and the Singulars um, Mm. in the summertime. Mm -hmm. That's a good... Just take it slow. Enjoy the weather. Smoke that thing.
0: Yeah. One of my favorites in the summertime, this... uh, It's not going to be a surprise to anybody who's watched the show before. The uh, Sober Mesa Short Churchill is such a good morning cigar. Like, you start your morning with a bang, and it's really good with coffee because it's got... In intensity but it's also got a pretty clean finish and it's not going to like ruin your palate for the rest of the day um a lot of cigars if you smoke them first thing in the morning you're going to uh you're going to blow out your palate and you're not going to taste anything for the rest of the day
1: i'd say that the uh, going into the spring and summer kind of like the morning time cigar is something that returns to my rotation because dur- yeah, during exactly. the winter time i just don't get it in i don't want to go out and you know freeze my ass off trying to you know, smoke a cigar when it's still only, you know, like 40 degrees out when you first get up in the morning. So
0: yeah, it, it's, it's different in other places, but here it's cooler in the morning by a lot. Um, like a lot of times you'll wake up and it's 50 degrees. And as the sun comes up, it works its way up to 95. And that's why I really like morning cigars in the summer. Cause you get to get a cigar in before you start sweating.
1: Yeah. So I have a, a big pile of cigars that I've kind of collected over the winter and i'm like oh okay this this is something i want to have in the morning so i kind of put it there and then now that the weather's getting nice when i actually get up and can go sit out on the deck and enjoy some coffee and a cigar i, I can actually work my way through that
0: yeah exactly exactly
1: and i also find that um when the weather gets warmer milder cigars become more appealing to me
0: i yeah i, I was gonna say i feel like when it's warmer out my palate is better I think it has to do with the humidity in the air and, like, drying out my palate and stuff when it's cold and low humidity. Um, but when it's warm out, I feel like my palate just uh, is is more in tune. Yeah. Except right now, because right now my allergies are going nuts.
1: That's the trade-off. Yeah. Is you get the weather, but then you have to deal with the allergies.
0: All right, we got anything else, or are we about ready to wrap it up?
1: I think that's about it. Kind of a, a short one this week, but...
0: Yeah, uh, I meant to mention that at the beginning of the show, but I forgot um, that you know the, this was just a a show to fill in the the blank space this week. Um, we just wanted to get here, talk to you guys a little bit, and tell you what's going on in the world of cigars. Um, but we'll we'll wrap it up now. I, I do want to thank our uh, our final sponsor of the evening, uh, Drew Estate. Mm, they good. Um, let's let's talk about a Drew Estate cigar before we. I'm actually smoking
1: a Herrera Esteli right now
0: oh there you go perfect man i am in love with that blend really good i, I just think that is blend another hits.
1: one that uh i smoke way more of these in the summertime than the winter
0: yeah for some reason that's a good cigar for like a hot day i don't yeah. i can't explain why just my palate likes it on a hot day all right but we'll we'll wrap it up here thank you everybody for watching um we're probably not going to put this one on the armed forces radio network so i'll skip that outro um but thank you to all of our live listeners thank you to all of our podcast listeners um, and of course everybody watching on the old YouTubes go ahead and drop us a comment give us a thumbs up rate us on iTunes or whatever podcast catcher you use we appreciate it and we'll be back next week we're going to have a new episode of sharing our pairing. Uh, and then on Thursday we're going to have Enrique from 1502 Cigars so we'll see you guys next week